0: Crawl. A long time ago, three friends talked about recording a show, a podcast in which they could feel truly free to discuss tons of nerdy stuff. Passionately, like dragons, time travel, robots, and clones, mutants, time travel, board games, and thrones, aliens, wizard, time travel, zombies, zombies at time travel, you betcha, Dobby, comic con, steampunk, parallel worlds, Mega Man, Hearthstone, but no sports or girls. So, red pill or blue pill, now that you know, we'd like to welcome you to the Castbringer Show. Introducing your hosts Chris He Man, singer, Pat Man at Arms, singer, and Randy
1: Skeletor, sapphire cast bringers hello and welcome to cast bringers the sun has been shining it is warm outside chris randy how are you guys doing i'm great pat
2: chris how are you doing a little little tired but i'm doing well (laughs)
1: love it it's the the
2: good host always sends it to both people at once to talk (laughs)
1: that's right I, I like a thrive in the chaos, Chris Carrying over
2: from the mortal Kombat* episode, pitting Randy and I against each other.
1: Right. So Randy, what have you been learning on this week, man?
0: Well, I just looked it up in the document. I didn't write anything in there. Uh, so let me, let me quickly think about it. Oh man. This has been a rough week for me guys. I really have been hurting on too much. Um, I've, been watching What We Do in the Shadows, if that counts as a nerd what? show. Chris, did you just start that show I just too? I
2: started that show too. So did I. And it's like we have a mutual friend who recommended it to us. I wish I knew beforehand
0: it was one of those like fake documentary shows, the mockumentaries, because I would have gotten into it a long time ago. Um, Wait, I Randy, love that style. Yeah.
1: Did you think it was a real documentary? Show? I thought it was a
0: real doc, like finding Bigfoot type of show. You no, know, it's about vampires. Yeah no i i didn't know what it was about actually uh but i'm all in on it
2: it's a show about the documentary of making that johnny depp movie that was terrible oh dark Dark shadows Shadows.
0: yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) didn't just look that up (laughs) so uh we're gonna move on to chris chris what have you been nerding on
2: uh well i just started a new show it's called what we do in the shadows (laughs) It's a documentary about johnny depp
1: wait what it's like it's like you guys had a mutual friend that recommended that show to you
0: yeah johnny depp
2: he's our oh. mutual friend
0: oh no, i Wait. am not friends with johnny depp do not <laughs> spread that
2: bad rumor to start <laughs> yeah um i watched actually I, I watched this last week i watched boss level on hulu which is like a, a groundhogian day type time a- circle
1: action movie, movie
2: though right action movie yeah
0: how was it because i saw that pop up is it's- it worth watching
2: It's worth watching. It's worth having on in the background. And uh, one of the highlights is Gronkowski, Rob Gronkowski, the football player is in like, is in the scene where he wakes up. So every time he wakes up, Rob Gronkowski dies. So that's pretty funny thinking that that (laughs) happens. I don't know. There's no real, nothing new in this version of the, the time circle story. Uh, but it's still worth the watch because I love time circle stories, so it doesn't really ever get old to me. And my big nerd event is my sword is here. I what? have it. It's a white katana.
1: Is is that it? In the oh no, that's not it. In the background. No. Um, how's how's it feel, Chris? Like what? What is it fun to hold? Does it have some weight? Like tell us about it.
2: It feels like I'm finally whole kind of weird like like a piece of me has been rediscovered and it feels good and surprisingly this is like a legit sword it's sharpened whereas i know other swords namely the one i bought pat wasn't sharp it's more of a display sword this one was sharp but it was also very um how to say dingy and grungy when i took it out of the is it a scabbard for a katana
1: yeah look
2: sure. at my sword book some more to see more about sword words so when I take it out of the scabbard it's still uh it's got like gunk all over it it's probably dried ninja blood is what I'm assuming for sure or just like packing wax so I'm going with ninja blood ninjas bleed white wax right yep okay that's what we'll go with
1: it's part of the ninjutsu.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a sword book also Chris <laughs> Uh, not yet <laughs> I want a sword. Oh, okay. I can learn sword words.
0: (laughs) Like I know words
2: like tang and blade and scabbard. Uh,
0: I think it's it's ironic that something, an item that's sole purpose is to not make you whole, makes you feel whole.
2: Mm -hmm. It's like I've been looking for something to fill my hole for my entire life. And now that something is here Mm -hmm. and I'm whole.
0: Oh, no. And phrasing. I do that. Gonna have to check that explicit box one more time.
2: Oh, well, we'll, get it. we'll fix that in post. No, we will not, Patrick. Yes, nerd us out.
1: Well, I'll nerd you out all over. Uh, I have been mowing through Ted Lasso. Uh, it's really good. Uh, I think we got like two more episodes left um so i cannot recommend that show enough i know it's not really the nerdiest but it's really good watch it um been trying to go through dark age more but i like still still only on like chapter like two so uh getting just trying to get through that um and that was really it like the only other thing is like i think this weekend i'm gonna take the plunge back into assassin's creed valhalla i started playing it when it first came out but at the time i got that was when I first got my PS five. So I got like four games all at once. And I had just kind of finished up playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey on the PS4. So I didn't Okay, I you wanted...
2: mean Super Mario Odyssey on the Nintendo Switch.
1: Actually, I was also playing that
2: Battle uh, of the Odysseys. Oh,
1: yes, it was. It was like a, it was like a, it was an Odyssey off. Um <laughs> and at, you mean odd world. Abe's Odyssey? Abe's Odyssey, yes. I, I don't mean that actually I never okay. played that game. Um, but so since I was just coming off of Assassin's Creed, i that game, you could easily spend like 300 hours playing, I guess, super long. And so I just wanted to take a break from those. So now I think I'm ready. I'm going to dive back into Assassin's Creed Viking style. It's going to be sweet. I think so
2: is what is the, uh, is the Viking style. Is it very different than other Assassin's Creed games or is it just a reskin with some new missions?
1: It's, it's a little bit of a reskin, but with some tweaks, but the big thing is so, So, Chris, I don't know how familiar you are with the Assassin's Creed franchise. Oh, zero
2: familiar. Yeah.
1: So, they drastically changed in the past, like, three games. So, it was from, I want to say, Assassin's Creed Unity, maybe, or something. But the the first game that kind of really changed things up was Assassin's Creed Origins. And that was in ancient Egypt. And then that was followed by Odyssey and now Valhalla. And that's really where it turned into more of, like, an action RPG, um, kind of more of, like, a, a... refined progression system and that sort of stuff so that's what really and i've loved those games since like these other assassin's creed games i always thought like were okay but i didn't they weren't like my favorite these ones are like fantastic so um yeah the and so that now this newer one valhalla they've tweaked some things a little bit so it's not totally just like odyssey but a reskin it's different enough where it feels fresh so i'm excited
2: See, you added some uh some nerd stuff to your category
0: uh yeah um when pat's done i I actually remembered what
1: i did do nerd wise randy i am done so what was that other thing that you did
0: well uh chris reminded me because he talked about swords and swords cut things and i can't believe i forgot i watched snyder cut of justice (laughs) league so four hours of your life do you want to check uh no i don't (laughs) um okay so saturday night it came out Thursday and Saturday. I was like, you know what? It was like ten o'clock. I was like, or is eight o'clock? I'll watch part one, maybe part two. Cut to three and a half hours later, and I had watched five parts because I couldn't stop watching it. It was good compared to the original Justice League. It was okay. really good. So we're gonna do a meat and potatoes on it. Uh, yep. Pat, Chris, I'm guessing you guys did not
1: watch it yet. I have not watched it yet. I okay. did watch
2: Memento, though.
0: <laughs> Again? Oh, Forward ba- uh, okay. or backward?
2: <laughs> Explaced it.
1: Ooh. Okay.
2: Well, anyways,
1: I, I
0: can.
2: Middle part, second.
0: Perfect. Okay. <laughs> when did you watch the first part, Chris? First. Okay.
2: And then the third part? Was third. Well, okay. last. Last. Was, uh, was
1: there a fourth part?
2: No, there's three parts. Okay. Well, there were six,
0: kind of seven parts to Justice League. So I'll wait on talking about it, but it was, and I I talked to my one buddy about it who also watched it and hated the first one and really liked this one too. So worth watching. Lots of, it felt like a lot of new material. Like I I felt like Obviously, the story pretty much follows the same. They do some new things, but it really felt like it was more than an hour and a half of new material. It felt like most of it was new stuff. Definitely some of the same scenes, but it really explained a lot. I think it filled a lot of the plot holes.
1: Nice. Now, Randy, when was the last time you watched the, like, Whedon version of oh, Justice
0: League? Yeah, I've watched Bits and Pieces on TV because it's on TV a lot Isn't it, Isn't it Dawn of Justice? That was Superman versus Batman.
1: Mm-hmm. Which was uh, Snyder.
0: Uh, which also was Snyder, which was not
2: good.
1: At Superman,
0: all.
2: Batman, Dawn of Justice. Yeah.
0: Yes. Superman versus Batman, Dawn of Justice. And then was Justice League was the next movie. Correct. So yeah, that was definitely good. Watch it. Um and also a hey, real kn- quick
2: question. How did he uh, like delineate the different scene like parts like end of part one was it? did he have like a
0: there's a title screen so every time yeah in between the parts he did like part one part two and there's a title for each one too um titles probably could have been a little better but the actual i mean you guys have already kind of heard cyborg has a much bigger part in the movie Mm -hmm. um and i think there's definitely some parts where it's like oh this makes way more sense the question that we'll probably come to is Is it a good movie if the first Justice League movie wasn't made? And that I'm not positive about.
2: So, Was Henry Cavill's mustache, did it still have a prominent role?
0: Uh, Cavill? It was... You mean Cavill? It actually didn't, and I read about this because he didn't have the mustache in all of Snyder's shots. It was when they did the reshoots that he had the mustache and they had a CGI, uh, CGI it out. So yeah, it was, uh, it was good.
1: Nice. So Um, yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. Finish up.
0: No, what were you gonna say? Nothing. <laughs> uh, I also nerded out on the Je- Jeopardy Nebula category Nebula award category last night And I'm always whenever they come up With the nerd category on Jeopardy I'm ready to text you guys But I figure by the time you get it and turn it on It'll be over uh, I got four out of five right No big deal I got one question wrong That Chris totally would have gotten right Because I was at the movie with him what is um, it? it was this
2: Natalie Portman movie
0: Annihilation. Annihilation Yeah Done I couldn't remember the name so that's what i've
2: been nerding on just think of the scary help me bear (laughs) yeah
0: that bear was insane
1: (laughs) nice so randy randy kind of fill us in watch some jeopardy watch Hmm. some justice league movie and speaking of watching movies let's move on to our next segment
2: did Did
1: the the cast watch
2: watch memento memento
1: So, guys, did you watch Memento? Yeah, I watched it a while ago. (laughs) Did you watch it again? No. Okay, well, Randy,
0: I only watch the Snyder cut of films now, so no. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, I, I definitely did not. Nope did not and watch. It.
2: Spring break is coming up. That's a lot of time for you guys to watch Memento.
1: I'm thinking that's that is when I'm going to kind of bust out Memento You're gonna and and, and the Snyder
2: cut. <laughs> You're gonna, I'm going to have to get you a tattoo across your forehead so you look in the mirror and remember to watch it now.
1: I would prefer the neck, like front of the neck.
2: But it, it'll be backwards <laughs> when you look in the mirror. The it neck. says watch Memento. Do you mean the throat
1: pat? No, front no, of the neck. front
2: of the oh, neck. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's a different part. Chris, you messed me up. I can't. I you you told me how much of like a a mind challenge it is, like it really messes with your head and I just don't want to do it. Like every time I think about it, I'm like I just don't want to don't
1: want to do it. I don't want to put myself through that. Yeah, I want to watch yeah. something happy.
2: It's like the first time you watch um Requiem for a Dream. Oh god, that movie. Just like sit in the dark and cry for 3 days. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> The first time we've all seen Requiem for a Dream. Hey,
2: yep.
0: uh, I mean, it's similar to uh, uh, Inception. That movie messed with me too. I couldn't stop thinking about that one. So, is- can,
2: we, can we go pat- back to Pat's face what? when he said watching Requiem for a Dream?
1: Yeah, because it's such a crazy movie that messes with our heads, right? What's it about, Pat? <laughs> right, right yeah, guys?
2: What's it about? Bugs? Oh, I guess you did watch it.
1: Yes. Okay, let's go on to our next segment, the multi strike.
0: Since you Ready? got a sword, your sound effects have gotten way better, Chris.
2: See, I was FYI. swinging the sword around, breaking stuff in my house just to listen to how it cut the air. <laughs> so that's where.
1: And now you know what the sound effects should sound like.
2: Now I know what the sound effects are like. And I need three new lights.
1: <laughs> that. That actually was really smart, though, to, to figure out how what it sounds like.
2: Mm-hmm, Good mm-hmm. plan. You sacrifice stuff for cast bringers. Cats and nets, it's all for you.
1: Love it. Randy, what was your uh, article you brought to this week?
0: Okay, so my article this week was Star Wars fans build Mandalorian spaceship in Siberia because what else are you going to do in Siberia during a pandemic? Um, so they built the mandalorian razor crest it's a model of the ship um there's a picture of this that
2: wait wait they put together a model that's not a great story
0: hold on hold on the model is four meters tall which is sounds kind of short actually but i think a meter is like three feet so that's 12 feet tall so that's pretty big right
2: Yeah, now Um, I'm looking at the picture that is actually impressive. Yeah. uh, It's like a life size of the ship.
0: Yep. It has a lowering ramp and a seat for Baby Yoda. Um, The reason they built it was um, this person, Fyodorov, said he and his friends were shocked to see the ship getting destroyed in the series, second season. Uh, Spoiler alert. No spoilers.
2: Spoiler alert. (laughs)
0: Spoiler alert. (laughs) Uh, Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee you've seen all of The Mandalorian, probably twice. And so they said they were very motivated to make it. It cost more than 750,000 rubles, which I thought were just a made-up currency in Zelda, but clearly not, um, which is about $10,200 in US. Um, The guy who made it used his savings and sold his car, then asked ordinary Russians and companies to pitch in. Um, So honestly, guys, I thought uh, Siberia was a rough place to live, but obviously it's awesome if you have enough time and money to build mandalorian ships
1: i mean yeah the picture is wild it looks very very real very very well done um it's cool it's just it's really cool Mm. it'd be i wish the the article and and again maybe it did and i didn't see it but i wish there were pictures of like the inside because right they said that the they kind of even designed it to like have the layout the same as the inside of the of the ship on the show
0: yeah, they said and it said it's made from fiberboard, metal, and plastic foam. It's super impressive, actually.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Too bad it's in Siberia where we'll never go <laughs> to see it.
2: Well, they, they can just fly it around the world and take it on tour. Ooh. Yeah.
1: Chris, I don't know if you know how mo- models work. Um. It, it, so it doesn't. It's not a real ship.
2: But they built the ship. It says right there in the article. They built, built a yes, ship. They built
1: mm. a model. I'm
2: looking, it. looking at it. There's engines. There's guns on it.
1: Yep. Okay.
2: Well, Baby Yoda, they said Baby Yoda's in it, so it just that Baby Yoda lift it up and. Okay. Send yep. It.
1: Yes. So you just you wait, buddy, and they they'll fly it. Or, they'll fly it over here someday. Yes.
2: Can't wait to take a ride with the Mandalorian. Mando, my man. I mean, the, the Mando cosplaying in the picture with Baby
0: Yoda is impressive enough to me, let alone the giant ship in the back of it. It's These guys are awesome. I got to say it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very impressive. Mm. Chris, what did you uh, bring for us this week?
2: Well, my article is about the new series on Amazon Prime called Invincible. It's an animated series written by Robert Kirkman, the man who brought you The Walking Dead. And this is his take on superheroes. It was a comic he wrote back at the same time he released Walking Dead originally. And now it is streaming on Amazon Prime starting, I think, at midnight tonight. March 25th, 2021. So that's why that's my article. Watch Invincible. It is a fantastic comic. One of the best superhero comics that is was out and one of the best superhero stories. The way he writes it is fantastic, just the characters and everything. Um, so that's my article. Watch Invincible.
0: It it's insane how many famous people he has in this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, so many of them are from the show Walking Dead, but like Mahar shala ali who we've talked about before is so far down on the list of actors that's how many actors are in that guy's huge mm-hmm. like was like, he the
2: one in luke cage uh yes, yes
0: he was in luke cage like john ham dimon hunso and ezra miller are the last three out of like 15 pretty eight, big. 20 people yeah starts with Stephen Yoon from Walking Dead, and then J.K. Cinnamon, Sandra Oh, Mark Hamill, just crazy. Uh, When I first heard about this, I'm so excited to watch this. It sounds awesome, and I know nothing about it, essentially.
2: Be be careful watching around children. It is very graphic violent. Um, That was one of the the big points of the or like one of the initial draws of the comic was, you know, Mm -hmm. anytime someone got punched, fist went through the head and eyeballs were flying at you. So that expect that type of that level of mortal combat level violence all right in this in this show and i think that's part of the reason they went animated instead of real <laughs> um but it is i'm super excited for it it's one of my favorite comic series of all time the good news is that the series is over when 128 ish issues so it but it's a, a wrapped fully done story so they know where they're going it's not like when walking dead cut up to the comics and went their own way or when game of thrones had to wing the last 3 seasons on their own so this one based on the source material from what i've read it's following it pretty closely which is which is a plus so check it out
0: what i i just got to ask this is going to definitely um divide the audience probably one of the actors is Jason Manzoukas. You guys know him, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'm kind of tired of him doing voice acting. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I've seen him in a few different cartoons and he's always the same character. He always sounds exactly the same. Um, I don't know. What's your what's your guys' take on Jason Manzoukas?
1: um For me personally, I like Manzoukas. I think in, in, even when he's doing voice acting and stuff, I think it's fine. Um, I'll be interested right, to see what his character is in this um just because i feel like in this kind of universe it might be harder to be like the the crazy wacky outlandish comic you know comedian guy that he usually plays in some other cartoons like i'm thinking of like big mouth um so i don't know, we'll see like this could be an opportunity where maybe he does something a little bit different even oh, if it, he,
2: i just looked up who he plays his character is kind of a crazy wacky guy
1: the,
0: the name's
2: rex explode but, so. but it's funny <laughs> he's, he's that's a good cast for him
0: like i i think i love him in uh i loved him in parks and rec i think was when i first saw him and then i loved him in the big mouth but then i've seen him in a couple others i'm like he's just doing the same thing every time i don't know i'm, I'm a little burnt out on the
2: zoo hey when you cool. got a stick that works you use it yeah you might
0: as well yeah. i guess You're i was right. gonna
1: say he does that one thing though really good <laughs> he does really good so you know I, i'm i'm down with it and okay again maybe maybe he branches off a little bit more we'll see cool chris any final any other final uh final thoughts or comments on invincible
2: Oh Pat, I'm going to pass the articles to you. What do you got for us today? What are you multi-striking?
1: So I originally, I struggled with the multi-strike when I first picked out my article and then this morning like nine other articles came out. So this week guys, look for the parries because I'm probably going to throw up a couple of parries that didn't quite make it. Um, The article I ended up bringing though, I wanted to talk about just some of the winners from the South by Southwest Gaming Awards um mainly because there were a couple couple games on here that a i just i had happened to play that i thought were really good but then also a couple others that i hadn't even really heard of that were nominated for like a couple awards so and i found that in the past that just like checking out some of the award circuit for video games um can give you an idea of just some other games to try out uh so a couple the couple that i played that were nominated for a few were the first one was hades which ended up winning a game of the year it's
2: pronounced hades
1: do not think it's pronounced Hades, but you know what? Maybe we'll have to look that up later.
2: I'm going to ask Henry Cavill what it, how it's pronounced.
1: Yes. Okay. You, yes, you should do that. Anyway, we're going to stick with Hades just for now. Just, you know, because um, one game of the year, I, that is a game I have on Switch. Uh, it's also available on a uh, computer and maybe PlayStation. I'm not totally sure. Actually, I don't think it is. Um, but it's fantastic it is a great game it's a it's a roguelite um, style game and just the the storytelling in the in this game is out of this world it's it's very very good um, another game that that really didn't win a lot of awards but was nominated for a ton was uh, Ghost of Tsushima that game I played and I loved that game especially just the setting of like feudal Japan is maybe one I don't know, just, I, I love that set setting historically. So just having, finally having a video game set there um, was really cool. Um, and then a couple games that I hadn't heard of that I know, like uh, one of them was uh, Deep Rock Galactic. That game was nominated for a bunch of awards. and I think won a couple um, and I hadn't heard of that game, but it was bringing home some stuff. So it seems like it must be at least kind of interesting. I think that's only on computer. Um, Risk of Rain is another one. That's kind of like a survival crafting game um seemed cool seemed interesting and then we've mentioned it before but microsoft flight simulator taking home an award uh again it's, it's got a hardcore fan base and people love it and i think it the quality of the game shows you know for bringing home bringing home some hardware
2: you know i can't i can't really support the south by southwest awards i just think it's a rigged um you know it's a rigged awards there was no famicon detectives didn't win anything so i in my book, they're, they're subpar.
1: I'm wondering, though, just the way where the cutoff is. Maybe that's for next year.
2: Nah. Nope. Wouldn't, shouldn't matter. Know.
1: Fair enough. So so a glaring omission we see is is South by Southwest did not have any Famicom detectives. I can't argue with that. That's, you know.
0: I, I You know, are you mad that they also didn't have it at the video game uh, Hall of Fame from our last week's episode, Chris?
2: Honestly, yeah. I'm a little... A little disappointed. I think I'm going to have to run for the board of uh, the museum and in, institute myself in to be in charge of the Video Game Hall of Fame and remove every other video game and just make it Famicom Detective <laughs> Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, I, I thought you meant you were running for the South by Southwest Museum board. That too. I, okay.
2: Every uh, board that video game has, makes video game type decisions. I'm going to become... Uh, on that.
0: They're actually making a Famicom Detectives cartoon, but manzukas is playing the title character, so I'm probably not going to watch it. I don't know about you guys.
1: He's playing Manzoukas. Famicom Detective. Yeah.
2: Okay, Randy, I don't like that attitude. That's not the type of attitude we have on Casper. No Judgment Zone? No
1: Judgment I'm Zone. Judging. I
0: keep forgetting No Chris, Judgment Zone. Chris,
1: do not judge. It's a No Judgment Zone.
2: But it's about Famicom Detectives.
1: Yes. I, I, this I said, might be the one time. The I said time.
2: something very
0: uh judgy to Laurel the other day, and she said, No judgment zone. <laughs> I was like, wait, you can't quote the podcast I'm on back to me. She's like, but Yes, she I did. can. Yeah, she yeah. she got and she did, and that shut me up.
2: <laughs> and did she give you a cookie?
0: Oh, I yeah, I took a cookie for sure. She makes the best cookies. The cookies are
2: fantastic. Thanks, guys. I'll tell her. Hey, She's little, looking for some, uh, you know, we could always use a sponsor. Can Passy I? I,
0: I gotta try and get her to make like a
2: nerd cookie one of these times. This episode mm-hmm. brought to you by Little Brownie.
1: It it doesn't even have to be a nerd cookie. Just have her make a regular cookie with crazy stuff in it, but then just name it something nerdy. And what that...
2: if she made a Mega Man cookie, and it was like in the shape of Mega Man's head, and then you had the different robot powers as like the sprinkles uh-huh. or whatever
0: what that chris that's awesome i'm going to totally steal that idea and tell her and make sure she doesn't listen to this episode. if she gives
2: me a free dozen she can have this have the idea. <laughs> she'll or, definitely do that
1: she could also do like a i'm thinking like a teenage mutant ninja turtle cookie where it's like the this it's like the shell and then some frosting on it to be like the, each different turtle color it's good, too.
0: Pat, that's good, too. That's very good, too. I feel like but, it's not
1: good, and you're just saying... It's Chris, let's good.
0: tell me more about that Mega Man idea, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but they're both very good ideas. But one is
1: slightly better nope, than the No
0: other. judgment zone, Pat. Both great ideas.
1: Yeah, whatever. Chris is, Chris's stupid cookie is better. I know it was. All right, let's move on to the killing blow. <laughs> <laughs> so... This week's article was sent to us as usual by Superfan Nick. Nick, thanks for the article. His article was about uh, so the release of Monster Hunter Rise, the newest Monster Hunter game in uh, coming out on the Switch, uh, launched I think yesterday, maybe even might have been be today, um, but so it's coming out in a a Japanese company declared for for just for their employees that it is a holiday now it's just an official holiday everyone has off because there were so many people who were kind of already taking personal days or, or preparing to call in using
2: their vacation time
1: yep that for the release of monster hunter rise <laughs> that they just said you know what never mind we're just gonna everyone have it off and we're gonna play uh which just was awesome it's a you know just what a What a, like a slam dunk of a PR move. It's great.
2: No. And that's a company that's all for its employees. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and again, I mean, I think this, so it, it sounded like it was a smaller like tech startup in Japan. So a company like that, I feel like you can probably kind of get away with it more than say, like if you were, I don't know, like Amazon or something, like declaring it a holiday, but um, still great, you know, still awesome.
2: I don't think, I don't think Amazon lets its employees leave the warehouses.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, they force them to have like biometric scans to like ensure they're doing their jobs at work and and peeing in jars and stuff, all sorts of crazy things. So, right, I do not think they would ever be giving anyone a day off to play a video game.
0: <laughs> in the article too, it says this is not a dissimilar situation to that of Dragon Quest, which sees so much interest on launch days that Square began releasing new entries on Saturdays to stop children skipping school. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so great oh man it's awesome but it also and and to super fan nick's credit again shout out because this was awesome i thought uh nick posed a question to all of us uh what game for you guys would warrant a day off in the cast eyes he said that for him back in the day it was going to be it would be madden and so he's he's a teacher and he was talking about how uh during summer school when madden would launch he would take the day off so he could really like get into the game get going on his franchise and things like that uh so guys what games would like force you to take a day off or have you even ever done that before uh chris start with you
2: used to be when world of warcraft would have a new expansion come out i would do that or uh i think i was in in grad school at the time so i'd go to my grad class but come right home and just not do anything you know put my homework on pause for a little while And then, but the other thing I learned with that, and then with a lot of big games now, is you have to be careful because launch day is usually not the best time to play the game. Because big games, I'm thinking, you know, Diablo 3, Cyberpunk, uh, Red Dead Online, uh, or Red Dead Redemption, they, you know, hit some snags on launch day. So (laughs) uh, maybe better to take like day two or day three off. and then play them but world of warcraft would be the one for me i did do that in the past nowadays i don't know if there'd be any i don't know i'd have to think more about it or it would have to be it would probably be a brand new game that you know isn't even out yet that i would want to do that for
1: nice randy how about you
0: you mean uh, a game that hasn't that doesn't have like a previous version of it yeah okay yeah
2: something like a brand new ip or a brand new uh you know something that's not even out I, i might consider um the new horizon dawn if that comes out that would might be the next one i would think about it but i don't even know about that
0: um for me pat it's tough i part you know sometimes i like just buying the game and just leaving it on my table wrapped and like building up the excitement. It's weird, but I do like I've I've done the same thing with systems. Like when I bought the Wii and when I bought the PS5, I kind of just leave it in a box there for a few hours, just feeling the excitement for it. Uh so I don't know if I take a day off, but if I did, if I had to pick a game, it would be Mario Kart for sure. That's my favorite that's my favorite game to play when it first comes out. Cause you're playing all these new boards and you know, it's the first, the first time you ever play a new Mario Kart board. There's no like experience like it, like you're never getting that back. Um, yeah. and you know, you're probably gonna have to wait 10 years till the next new Mario Kart board. Uh, so that's my favorite one. Nice. Pat, what about you?
1: Um, so uh, similar to Chris, I've also done this before with Hearthstone, with the Hearthstone expansions and just like Chris, I figured out, so I, I've actually done this, I think two or three times and, uh, I figured out quickly that, right. You should not take the launch day off because specifically for the Hearthstone expansions, they don't actually launch until like two or three o'clock in the afternoon so if you're taking the launch day off (laughs) then it's like you really just took the day off for no reason because you can't even play the game until like i'm in education so until so until like i would pretty much be home from work anyway um so i I learned that i have to actually take the next day off and that's when you can really stay home and 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 get at it so i've done that before um and then the, the next closest thing would be uh destiny i i did a that's the I think the first game ever I did like a midnight release for um where I just went to the store at midnight pick it up and then played it till like I only played for like an hour or two because I was really tired so obviously up at two in the morning um but I didn't really like take the next day off so I think that's like the ultimate move right is like getting in getting the game at like the midnight release and then playing it like taking the next day off so you can play it like all night and then like sleep during the day or something like that I've heard of people doing that before and that is to me insane but but that's, I think that's like the ultimate gamer move. Um, and so like what game would make me do something like that? Um, yeah, it would have to be a, a property I'm like super into, I think. So like Chris said, maybe the next Horizon game or maybe like the, a newer Batman game that's coming out. Those those games have been pretty good. I've really enjoyed those. Um, something like that, I think. And also too, it'd have to be a game that has like a lot to it i think those those are the games that are really um really fun to do like a game where there's just like a lot of like i think of like the Witcher or something where there's just a lot going on there's a lot of mechanics kind of open world type stuff where you can just lots of exploring to do that sort of thing sweet any other comments on games guys any other thoughts final thoughts
2: i can't wait till i'm fully retired and just play video games all day <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it all right ditto Let's hit up our Meat and Potatoes of the Week! All right, so this week's Meat and Potatoes is all about action figures. Action figures! So action figures are just a, you know, a very important part of no, a. They're
2: not dolls.
1: They're not dolls. Nope. Do not call them a doll. Number one, rule number one. Um, but yeah, an important part of growing up, you know, it's, you know, typically getting being able to get toys of all your favorite yeah, properties. Yeah,
2: just growing up.
1: Yeah, not grown men having boxes of action figures. <laughs> I don't have a bunch. I do. I have a lot. Uh, I'm not
2: holding one right now.
1: <laughs> you are holding one. I can see it. It's it's Archangel. I actually, I'm pretty sure I got that for you for Christmas. Did. <laughs> um, so, you know, just kind of, kind of thinking about it. So first of all, I think we really need to define action figure, right? Cause it's like a pretty wide, uh, wide ranging term that's being thrown around. So what constitutes an action figure? Uh, Randy, I'll start with you. What do you, what do you think, man?
0: It's a good question. I, I think you can clearly point to some things and say that's an action figure and then other things you'll look at and say, ooh, that one might be tough. I think that I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I was thinking about today. I don't know how to define it. Uh, is,
1: it is it the uh, the classic,
0: I don't. I can't define it, but I know it when I see it? Exactly, yes. Because I had a question about a couple of things I was going to throw out today. Do those count as action figures um, or are they just figures, I guess? I think
2: it would have to move. Like you have to have... Bendable um, like arms joints. Like bendable arms, legs, poseable, I believe is the term. Posable. Yeah. Unless be um based on uh property where there is fighting or where there is action in the property. Okay. What
0: about does it have to be humanoid?
1: No,
2: mm, okay. I wouldn't say so. Uh, I, like, give me an example.
1: Like, I, I
2: go ahead, Pat.
1: So I, I would, I have a disqualifying thing because I would say Pokemon. Like, they make Pokemon action figures, and those are not humanoid. They're Pokemon. Okay.
2: They're but so they're but they're still live based on living organisms. You can't like buy a a toy tank and say it's an action figure because it's right. a tank.
1: Yeah, that's a vehicle.
2: Yeah, exactly. You put your figures in the vehicle. Right. What
0: about animals?
2: We just said Pokemon. Those are animals.
0: Pokemon. Okay. I was what? thinking like real animals, like a dog. Would that be an action figure?
1: Sure. Like, or what like dinosaurs. A dog based on?
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to bring... Yeah. Dinosaurs was going to be the one I had a question on, but...
1: I would say those are action figures.
0: Okay. Cool.
2: I like it. Well, I would say like the Jurassic Park... Toys where you can like move the claws and they make noise mm. and their mouth goes up and down. Those are action figures. When you just buy the plain plastic things that don't move at all, I wouldn't necessarily consider those action figures. You can play with those, but there's no action qualities to them. They're not moving. There's no Kung Fu grip or hyper punch. Super bite. Think, yeah. Super bite, which is the, to me, one of the qualifying things that make up an action figure
0: so so like one of the ones that i had that i wasn't sure was monster in my pocket do you guys remember those
1: i uh i don't think i ever hit a monster in my pocket but i do remember. like i remember that title rings a bell
0: yeah i mean if you wikipedia right now would these count they're small rubber ish they're not you can't like uh, they don't have opposable joints but oh, i did wow. treat them like action figures <laughs> i remember doing that and they're very collectible, so it was tough. That one that one was maybe on the border.
1: Yeah, these are... I, I would say s- these are not action figures. These are figures, but yeah. they're not action figures. So yeah. we
0: saved that for the toy episode? Okay.
1: I mean, I think we're kind of doing the it- toy episode
0: are we oh i don't know pat i went into a uh, wiki hole okay i went into a wiki hole today and i think we <laughs> got to stick with that i got a, i got a lot of toys we could talk about all
1: right we are not doing the toy episode okay
0: oh you scared me for a second there
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i would i would say those are as chris was saying that monster in my pocket we'll call those just straight figures all right mm-hmm.
0: so maybe as we go through this if we bring up something that might not be an action figure we can say save it for the toy episode or save it for a different one
1: I like it, okay all right so so, in thinking about it too, like what guys, what have been some of your favorite either just straight favorite action figures or or favorite action figure franchises? like what are some things that uh that when you hear action figures you you think about?
2: I immediately think of he man I think yes. that was like the first action figure for me growing up, and then from there, I would go into g i Joe and probably Transformers. I think those were. Those I was at the age where those were getting marketed, and and I fell hook, line, and sinker and loved them all.
0: Um, I totally agree with Chris, Masters of the Universe, hundred percent. Uh, I, I did not. I never had GI Joes, but I fully on board with what Chris said. All my friends did. I don't think I was cool enough to have GI Joes. Uh, and transformers and then i'm going to add in teenage mutant ninja turtles that that was right mm-hmm. in my wheelhouse like i had a bunch of those nice
1: yeah i remember uh, have you guys seen the uh the toys that made us like yeah the, the netflix special the one on he-man was really interesting and really cool like talking about how they came up with the concept of the action figures and you know they made them like a whole inch bigger than every other action mm-hmm. figure that was out there and like Ooh. made them super muscular just so like you'd see it and just be like oh my god this thing is great you know would like love it it's it was just interesting um similarly Randy yeah for me it was uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a big one but one of the I think one of the first uh action figures that I could really remember like being like I want all of these Mm -hmm. um I remember G.I. Joe was the other one G.I. Joe was another big one in our house uh similar to Chris um and then to the X-Men just because when I was and like I feel like in prime action figure age, that's when the X Men cartoon was blowing up, and it like, I remember they made every X Men character like not even popular. Like you could just find the craziest characters that they made. Like they made, uh,
2: like like Gideon.
1: Yes, that was like these like random like C and D characters from the comics that I wouldn't even were just give them D status. <laughs> Or uh, even like like Sauron the the uh, right was that what his name Sauron the um
2: or the pterodactyl pterodactyl guy
1: guy? yeah Mm -hmm. like even like him and stuff were we're just like in a single episode of the X Men cartoon it was awesome it was so cool to be able to like find all all those different characters and stuff and I feel like nowadays that's something like no company would do just because like they'd be afraid to like lose too much money yeah. Uh, which was,
2: but I think that's part of part of the where action figures are right now is that they're, they're not a money-making as much of a money-making um you know endeavor as it used to be because kids entertainment has changed I remember like we didn't have video games really we didn't get our first Nintendo system until uh you know I was 12 or 13 and so you know for the the years before that I was playing with toys and I was using my action figures i like look at my kids growing up and yes they have toys and they play with toys but they're not coming home every day and playing you know playing gi joe and having big battles where that's how we grew up i think the action figure market is vastly different i think now action figures are the successful ones This, I might be a little biased because these are the ones that I go for, but the successful ones are marketed more as collectors and, um, you know, where you you might not necessarily get uh, as many action figures, but I think the quality might be better,
1: yeah. And Chris, that's a really good point because that's some that is the whole that whole thing I hadn't really thought about, like I, I knew that, right. The action figure kind of market had changed and really doesn't seem as like robust as it used to be. And I, I guess I just wasn't really thinking deep enough as to like why that was, but that's a really good point when just the way uh, kids kind of interact with their toys and their uh, and just their general entertainment is, is much different than when we were kids.
0: So when I uh, I mean, this is probably the past 20 years. I always said, if I had kids, I would focus solely on action figures with them. Cause I think I'm, I, I mean, I'm a little bit passionate about this. Uh, It definitely was one of the main things that like stoked my imagination as got me. I'm getting a little serious here, but in all honesty, it was, it was one of the best things my parents did was just buy me action figures. I would sit in the basement for hours and hours and hours playing with them. And my mom and sister would just make fun of me so badly because i'd come up from the basement and as i come up they could hear me in the basement and they look at me and they go because i would make those sounds and i'd go and they just rip on me so badly and i was like i don't know i'm just having so much fun just with like figures i think it's one of the best things for kids imagination i don't you guys have kids so you can speak to that better
1: I yeah a couple things on that like Randy I 100% agree even like even now I still remember exactly those like two or three hour like action figure sessions that like I would have just like by myself in the living room or something and just like you're using the whole room and you've gotten every action figure out and they're all over the floor
2: you made different Uh, bases out of the couch cushions yeah they've taken over the piano and
1: it gets Very so nice. intense you're walking away you're like kind of out of breath and you're just like oh my god yeah. like that was crazy and then you're like <laughs> oh I can't
2: believe GI Joe pulled that off and beat Cobra
1: yeah well, of yeah. course they <laughs> did um i will say it my my kids are at a good age right now where they were right like they're not quite in, really into like the video games and stuff yet so they are still like my daughter's still really playing with with the you know not so much action figures but the dolls and stuff that she has uh, my son is super into dinosaurs so i've been getting him the jurassic park dinosaurs so we probably would call those action figures and he will just go on crazy you know crazy dino battle sessions of those so um yeah and in and, and randy hearing you talk about that it's inspiring me to like try to keep pushing that more and and maybe even try to hold off the video games as much as i can for them
0: I mean, yeah. And, and again, I don't have kids. So in my mind, I mean, video, there's so much fun stuff for kids out there. I just would like be like, you know, obviously readings important. I'd like try to structure their day and say, Hey, we're going to read for a little bit. You're going to have to play with action figures for a little bit. And I'm sure it wouldn't work at all. Cause I don't know how to deal with kids, but that would be my, <laughs> my goal would be to do something like that.
2: Your goal would be to make your children play act- your, with your action figures with you?
0: Yes, that Come would on, be son. it. son.
2: Let's have a battle.
0: Oh, my God. Dad,
2: I don't <laughs> want to play with your figures anymore. <laughs> I mean, I bought these for you, son.
0: <laughs> I still have all. I don't know about you guys. I still have all my old ones. My dad has all of them. He hasn't gotten rid of a single one.
2: Tell to keep them.
0: Yeah. Well, they're all out of the box. And that I guess that brings to another topic is... Chris, you sent a picture today and you said you you just got those, but did you guys keep any in
1: boxes? Yep. I actually I have a whole uh, I have a couple I have probably like six or seven hanging on my wall current, like right now in my bedroom that are still in the box. Wow. Um,
2: I think those are the ones I got later, like once I was, you know, 14, 15, those would, would stay more in boxes because I didn't really play with them as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and now all of them that I get most of them stay in boxes i'm looking at a stack of seven or eight marvel legends figures and they're all still in boxes yeah because i might i want to take them out some of them
1: and and likewise with chris that same with me like a lot of the action figures that i have like the ones i was talking about that are hanging in my room those are ones that i've bought like you know within the past 10 years or so that i kind of was just like these are some of my favorite comic characters or characters from movies or whatever And so I like purposely bought them to just like kind of more display than to actually like open up and play with, even though, right, I kind of want to, or especially to when uh, my son, Ben comes into my room and, you know, he's start, I can always see him kind of eyeing my action figures on the wall. Like, "Dad, like, what are you doing? Why are these not open? It's like, "Eh, maybe they'll be worth money. I don't know.
0: They're your, they're your college tuition one day.
1: That's right. Learned it from your uncle. (laughs) Um so I, I I'm thinking about this too like what were your guys's go-to action figures because I know everyone had one when 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 everything's getting deep and, and it's getting messy out there you had the like one or two guys who were just like those were the heroes those were mm-hmm. the ones that could turn it all around for everybody else so who was it
2: Allie Viper G.I. Joe nice I had I had the second version the black and yellow one and he was a bad mama jamma come in <laughs> mow down everyone he was played both sides yes he was supposed to be a bad guy but you know he flip-flopped and, and found the goodness in his heart because he was so cool looking that obviously he joined gi joe so he was he was one of my big go-tos
0: i gotta i'm looking up Ali viper because again i did not
2: have gi joes
1: so the this is one right chris mm-hmm yeah, it was, he was yellow and black the yeah. Yellow, one? yeah the
2: yellow and black but he had like a yellow undersuit and then he had like black army armor on like so he had a black mask man. that mm-hmm. would fold up and down and then he had like i think he had like a ninja type face covering underneath yeah
0: yeah i'm looking at it right now
2: And he had like a like a black like combat vest
0: 15 bucks on ebay chris mint on card
1: (laughs) that's getting bought right now
0: (laughs) i i uh this is all i did today too was i went down these wiki holes of just pictures of old action figures (laughs) i mean it's fun to look at all of them uh mine was definitely ninja turtles um i Donatello is my favorite so he was like the big one and he always fought which was weird he always fought the foot clan like i had one foot clan guy whose whose design is just awful like the like it was hard to play with the foot clan in ninja turtles like the way that he was poised it just didn't work out very well but for some reason i always wanted to make it work um and so that's usually what my go-to was
1: nice yeah mine was i hit like three that were like They'd be like the core group. And it was usually... Actually, it was usually Chris's Deadpool. Um, mm-hmm. He was a good one. Yeah. Uh, and then it was Medieval Spawn. And uh, the second version of Grail from Wetworks. So Medieval the Spawn... The one. Yep. Medieval Spawn and Grail were both uh, McFarlane toys. So they were like, again, probably like two inches taller than most of my other action figures. but little, A
2: yeah. little higher quality... In their construction, a little more detail in their, uh, you know, and just in how they looked, so they looked it. Yeah,
1: just looked really cool. cool. Um, and so yeah, so those were the two. And then I, so I ended up having two versions of of Grail. I I did have the original one, and then also the like alternate one that was all blue. And so that was usually like essentially like him going like Super Saiyan, and like that was when he would like turn it up and and really take out all the all the bad guys.
2: No Pat didn't you did you have uh who did you have them always fight
1: oh you know i don't remember i feel like you remember for me did
2: which... you have them fight <laughs> magneto a
1: lot probably i know i had a, a magneto
2: didn't you have like a big battle where magneto's arm fell off and it was very sad for you
0: who's magneto you mean magneto <laughs> Is that who you guys are talking about yeah oh okay yeah magneto
2: and remember um, Mag- magneto's magneto's arm fell off
1: i don't i think i've blocked this out of my memory it you're really
2: amazing. sad about it
1: sounds very traumatic and no i don't remember this I might
2: have, i broke your magneto on you and tried to hide it what
1: <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> the truth is out I mean, it's okay. I forgive you. I
2: think I got mad at you for you got me in trouble or something, and wouldn't let me watch TV. So you I went broke to the other. My Magneto snapped his arm in half. What a jerk! <laughs> Out of spite. But then you fixed it. I remember you had like a giant um safety pin go through the arm to like hold it back <laughs> in place through the joint, and you're like, and "I'm like, oh man, that's even cooler." <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, <You're not laughs> Magneto now.
2: Guys, why can we call
0: Magneto? I'm But this is just nope. He's Magneto. No, Andrew
2: okay. is playing Magneto. Okay, all right. And and the upcoming Hades adaptation. When
1: he has, when he has the safety pin in his arm, he becomes. He's Magneto. Magneto. Okay. Yeah. Normally, he's Magneto, but
0: okay. Oh, um, and then
1: I had, I, I just remembered—I also had a really cool Iceman. Uh, yes that one was awesome.
2: the super mutant ice man with all this yeah. ice spikes sticking on him
1: yeah he was really cool i'm looking
0: that one sounds awesome but i yeah. um
1: i'm gonna try to find a picture of that one to all show you. right i'm Not
0: gonna that one. can i share mine real quick my yeah. my screen uh so i was wrong it wasn't the foot clan that had a horrible design it was shredder did you guys ever have the original shredder from tmnt
1: I did not,
0: know. Okay, so here he is. Can you guys see him? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, that I is- wasn't <laughs> sure how to fight with him. His arm, his right arm is just bent at a weird angle. And he was, when you took his cape off, he was totally naked on top. Uh, but the turtles it, it was,
2: didn't have good posability to them.
0: No, all. this one especially. And I just remember thinking, man, I wish I could fight with him better. But I just, even my imagination couldn't pull it off.
1: So, so Castanets, do yourself a favor and Google uh, "Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Vintage Shredder." Uh, It's it's really good. It's really funny. He is, yeah, not not the most terrifying villain. (laughs) It's it's just, oh, it's great. I love it.
0: So, um, Pat, you're gonna bring up one.
1: Yes. Talk, talk amongst yourselves for a minute.
0: So I'll, I'll show you guys a couple. Can we stick with Ninja Turtles for a second? I thought it'd be fun just to go. through. some
2: pretty creative.
0: These are the uh, ones characters. I had. Yeah. Yeah. So I had Pizza Face. You guys remember Pizza Face? Yeah, the chef. Yeah. Oh, yes. Where his leg was like a saw cutting into pizza. Um, <laughs> they call it. I don't. I don't. Re- oh, pizza cutter. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't remember him from the. It, this is our thing, too. I feel like I don't remember some of these from the cartoon. So, why did I pick them? How about this one? Dr. L. Do you remember this one?
2: No. This I used. It's an elephant guy with like a weird voodoo. Like a witch. Yeah. Witch,
0: Dr. Elephant. Why did I decide to buy that one? No idea. But that one I got. and uh we'll go to he-man in a few minutes but those are the two from ninja turtles that i remember i had and here's actually the coolest one i had do you guys remember they made ones that turned from adult ninja turtles into baby ninja turtles and they came with like a little canister ooze? do you remember this or no
1: yeah i i like i didn't have one but i remember the like commercials and stuff yeah
0: it was this was my favorite one and it was cool because
1: you because right you could have them like walk through the ooze and then you like kind of move them around, and they turn into the Ninja Turtle. Yeah,
0: essentially they transform and you fold them up into the actual Ninja Turtles. I'm probably not going to find it, but you can search on your own. Pat, can you take over for... I
2: thought that you did have those because you could like flip, you put the adult head in the shell and you yes. put their arms in it. We, you, One of us had one, Pat, because I remember playing with that and we thought it was so funny because we'd have the baby head out, but then like the adult <laughs> arms yes. and legs
1: i probably i I probably had the donatello or the michelangelo because those are my two favorites all right so here is the iceman it's this one down here oh that is a good one
2: it's like a is a battle armor iceman i remember that he had a giant um like fist thing that you could attach to one hand and he had like giant feet that you would put on so he was an extra like three inches taller yeah he was that is a cool action figure he was a
1: really cool one um yeah oh man action figures so great uh so like any other any other thoughts thoughts on action figures like what, what what do you think where do you think they can go next like what would be the next big i don't know like franchise or something
2: okay. That's a good franchise. Question. Uh, i think a lot like that is it still part of the we were in the the age where you know, Star Wars kind of set the the ground at you 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 know your income stream on a property isn't necessarily the the movie or show. It's all the 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 merchandise. ancillary and merchandise stuff that goes along with it. And that's what GI Joe. You know, they didn't <clears throat> they didn't care about the cartoon. The cartoon was designed to sell action figures, and they got you know the companies got in trouble with that. Um, and I think that's kind of where children's entertainment is now as you look for all those different or i should say children's entertainment was now i think it's shifting you don't look as much at the at the uh action figures or the the merchandising at least for toys because like we had already said toys aren't as huge anymore
1: yeah
2: you look at more merchandising into like the video game rights or merchandising into um, you know, online, your website, you mm. know, drawing traffic there, or videos, extra videos on YouTube or something. I think there's there's the shift that way.
1: It is, yeah, it is. I think it's tricky too because of streaming now, right? Like, there's so many there's so many different franchises that kids can get into. Like, I think of my daughter; uh, she was is or still is really into True and the Rainbow Kingdom, and like I, I remember her asking for any sort of toys for those and like i you know you try you can't
2: to- find them my kids were into yeah. into that too and uh th- those would make great toys
1: right <laughs> but they're just right there's just either they're not being made or they i don't yeah I, it's it's hard to figure out like why there isn't the the supply there but maybe it is because right there's just that's not where they the companies see like they can make their money it's more than just continuing to make episodes for streaming services and then also merchandise it on just like clo you know picking your spots for your merchandise than just going into like everything um but i also wonder too like i think there is to the impact of not really having dedicated toy stores anymore but with the rise of, of amazon with just kind of more of the the general big box stores of just target walmart where they have dedicated toy sections but it's not nearly as robust as like right when you went into a toys r us and literally the entire store was just selling toys um or even i think of like you know the the kind of downfall so to speak of shopping malls and and the dedicated toy stores that they would have in there like you don't those aren't really around anymore um it's tough it can be tough to find toys right
0: yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some of the stuff I used to have, and I must have just walked around the store and been like, oh, my God, that looks awesome. And then wanting to get that one. Like, that's, you know, you can't really do that anymore, right? Like, I mean, I'm looking at some of these action figures. There's no shot I knew what any of these were. I just was like, that looks cool. And then I was like, you know, I was given the allowance of, hey, you can buy one today.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: then choosing that one type of thing. Or you to go
2: home and do a chore to earn it that was always ours Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. oh this would be a great great villain to have fight against the turtles let me buy the weird elephant guy yeah right and you don't even know like necessarily who i was just
2: looking up some photos and ones that pet you were kind of on the tail end of this they came are the power ranger action figures yes those were pretty awesome because you could get all the Mm -hmm. zords and then make them into the giant robot i had voltron um that was awesome just combining them and i always loved the transformers where you Get like five or six of them to make the giant transformer, but it was I was it was always hard to get all of them and keep all of the pieces for me. So I'd always have like three or four. So I'd have this giant robot who was always missing the left arm because I would never find the the <laughs> tank guy that made the left arm, and so he always got shot right away and his arm fell off <laughs> his left arm. That was the
1: Chris. Chris, it's funny you mentioned that because now too, as a parent, I'm on the other side of that where for christmas uh my son got really into power rangers so i got him like the original megazord that could combine and within a month he's lost like three of the three of the zords so (laughs) we we haven't made we haven't made the megazord in and i don't even know how long since you know what what are we we're in essentially in april now and it's you know we probably lost them all in like the beginning of january so uh, so being on the other side of that now, I'm like, oh man, I do never, I never want to buy like combining ones again. But right, as a kid, I remember that those were the funnest, those were the coolest toys. Uh, right, whether it was Transformers, Power Rangers, Voltron, any of them. It's just the cool, the cool concept of taking these little robots and making this one giant robot that just like smash stuff.
2: The the other big thing that I've noticed now is you're getting a lot more um like static figurines like statuettes Mm -hmm. that are collectible that aren't necessarily made to play with but i think because i I see it now i don't know if this is just what i am seeing and noticing but i see it in a lot of because anime has gotten so big that a lot more anime um characters come you can buy them as like uh you know hard non-movable figurines or statuettes to display so and i think that is another area where they're marketing more towards the the collector person the fan and not necessarily the kid who wants to play
0: yeah I've, i've been noticing that too especially when i go into like comic book shops a lot of the figurines are center stage for things like that
1: the other one too is um is like blind bags and stuff like I feel like that's that's another like newer popular thing that is not as um that was not prevalent at all when we were kids of just like you buy you buy the bag that might have like ten or twelve um one of one of twelve like random random little figures
2: yeah that wasn't around when I was growing up
1: it was or wasn't was not yeah and, and that's like super big now mm-hmm. like I know that that's something that both my kids got into and they have you know they'll they have various blind bags for like any sort of franchise you can think of that's out um like so that, uh I, lol surprise is that one of them that's one yep. Yeah. but but even like even more popular ones like like disney has a bunch of them for okay three or 4 of their different you know for frozen for you know reya like the new ones so they have one for that i mean it, it literally is like anything I, jurassic park chasm marvel like you can find them for for everything um, uh, and i think it, it goes into like the like youtube popularity of like the unboxing videos and stuff
0: uh pat going to your question about losing stuff so one of the things i want to bring up was i remember i used to lose the weapons a lot for a lot of these guys especially um ninja turtles you'd pop them out and i just would bring them places and lose them and i remember we were at the mall one day and i remember thinking screw it i might not use those words and i just was like i'm just throwing out all the weapons as soon as i get a toy I was like, I'm not even going to bother because it was stressing me out so bad trying to keep them. And so every time I bought an action figure after that, I just tossed the weapons in the garbage and I was done with them. And looking back now, that was pretty stupid, but it definitely made me feel better at the time.
1: Well, I do remember too, especially with the with the Ninja Turtles, you got this big thing and they're right. There was like 10 different weapons. Yeah. And so it was like, it was like their, whatever turtle you had, their marquee weapon. But then there was a bunch of other random stuff. And there, like, one of them was like, these like stupid knives or something. You're yeah, just like, Wait. Like, you're like, what? Why does he have this? Like, he never uses these.
0: Ni- yeah, like- tiny, tiny ninja stars, which are cool, but yeah. I lose them immediately.
1: Right. It's like <laughs> and the and the the turtles like can't even hold them because their hands are like so big and like, yeah. weird looking. Yeah, I had I had some major problems also as a child with the Ninja Turtle weapons. It was not, not great.
0: Like looking back now, I'm like, why didn't these weapons fit? Oh, because when I popped them out of the plastic, I was just popping extra pieces of plastic from the mold out. And it wasn't an actual weapon. I was just
1: being an idiot and using the mold of the plastic to do it. And it was you wanted to be like why didn't you guys just make the one thing <laughs> that we want like if it's right if it's donatello just just make the bow staff i don't need this other stuff <laughs> or give make me
0: it. give me like 10 bow staffs so when i lose one i, always, I have right. at least nine extras
1: but it, like how much money would they have saved on plastic of just yeah. like not making all that other stuff and just like maybe maybe a slight uptick in the quality of plastic that mm. you made the one weapon out of i don't know so I figured out why ninja turtles uh went down <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they're back they're back uh so i want to i just wanted to go through a few of my favorite ones is that okay guys see yeah, if you guys definitely. so i got i brought up a few on here so this was one of my big ones is battle beasts did you guys okay. ever have these
2: i remember hearing about them i were those the ones you would hold your thumb over and they would be i had a i did have a bunch of those oh, i really like those
0: so awesome like they're so so they're if you don't know what they are they're little beasts that have like almost robotic
2: two inch highs
0: yep almost like cyborg beasts bodies and then the center like chris was saying was a little rectangular or square sticker and you held your finger over it and it would either be like a fire water or wood i think symbol Mm -hmm. um and it would show up from the heat of your finger and then you could battle them and they were one of those three teams um and i had I had so many, I'm looking at the prices now, man, I could really sell these. I still have some of these, but they're just, they were awesome. And then there was another version, I think that came out where the visuals on the sticker were even cooler than the first one, but look at, these were the weapons I threw out, like these tiny little things. I just was Mm -hmm. like, I'm done with these. Um, but they had like some pretty cool. We haven't talked about sets yet. I don't know if we want to talk about, or I mean, like the stages that you could buy for these things. Oh yes. um, So maybe I'll hold off on that. But they had some really cool ones. Yeah, I that also, would
1: be a conversation for the for the toy episode, right? Yeah,
0: toy. You're right. I also had Darkwing Duck. Did you guys ever have
1: mm-hmm. these? Yep. I so I I had a beef with Darkwing Duck though. Was, <laughs> was Darkwing Duck was always on before Power Rangers on like after school because Darkwing Duck was on at four o'clock and Power Rangers was on at 4.30. So like I'd have to sit through a stupid episode of Darkwing Duck to see what (laughs) happened next with the Green Ranger. And that would make me so mad. Yeah. Uh,
0: I know exactly the lineup and I think I used to like Darkwing Duck. So I was okay with it. And -hmm. then it went into Power Rangers. This guy was the best because you would. So this guy is Megavolt. And he had a thing on his back, like a little, uh, wheel. And as you flicked it, sparks would fly out the front, which thinking it was essentially a lighter without the the gas,
2: <laughs>
0: but that guy was like one of my favorites. Um, and then this was my huge one. This might've been my favorite behind Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I can't tell you how I got into these guys. <laughs>
1: it's so funny because now that i'm seeing this i remember they made an entire cartoon about the crash test dummies. it's so stupid they did but these guys were awesome because they had these
0: two buttons on the front and all the parts
2: would fall off all the pieces would
0: fly off and i i had like all these like the vehicles and you could just slam the vehicle i just i think i like things that would change their form like, like we said, the intros were the car for these guys, and then it would break apart and then you'd put it back together. Um,
1: Our, the car was really cool. You're right. Cause yeah. like, you, could just, you could slam that thing and it would like crumple up and like the doors. Yeah. Would fall off, and-
0: this, this yeah. guy right here. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, look these guys up. If you've never heard of them, heard of them before, these guys were so much fun. I cannot tell you how I got into them. I don't know why I'm not into cars. I'm not into crash test dummies, but they were a lot of fun. Um, And then the last one is He-Man. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of these guys. I had this guy, Leech. So if you can't, you know, obviously if you're listening, he had like suction cups on his face and his hands and his feet, but he never stuck to anything. Uh, (laughs) And then I had this weird guy too, King Hiss, where like the front and back of him would pop off and it looked human. And then underneath him was just snakes. Like he was created of snakes that one freaked me out a little I'm bit
1: say that I one. that's like actually kind i kind
2: of... of remember him yeah yeah um so yeah the those He-Man are my biggest... guys got pretty wacky for a while there's <laughs> one guy whose head would shoot straight up and down he was uh, a periscope head but i don't remember his name but one of my other favorite action figures was um was a he-man guy and i don't i have no idea what he was he was or what year he came out he was later in he-man but he had all of these different compartments in his arms and legs and on his back and you when you folded them or opened them all up it, they were just giant guns so he would have like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten like 12 giant guns sitting out on him and he quick draw might have been his name but he was uh my other favorite one of my other favorite action figures
0: i totally remember him chris i think i had the same guy and it was awesome um and then i had this guy too the i think i i liked elephants as a kid so i had pretty much every elephant action (laughs) figure you could think of but this this guy just completely random don't remember his name he's from he-man um he's got like a robotic elephant head and then a human body um i could do this for hours so you guys are gonna have to cut me off uh Uh, (laughs) but uh all right, let me stop that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was is it just
1: awesome to have them. Love it. All right, so guys, wrapping it up. Action figures, super cool. Uh, seem to be kind of fading out, but
2: not gonna lie, guys, I still buy them a lot. I'm looking at a stack of about a dozen boxes of <laughs> Marvel Legends sitting here i just got a whole case of uh got the full strong guy set from marvel legends and a couple star wars um uh figures from the like phantom menace era when that came out i bought that lot on, on an auction because the uh the darth maul on his speeder bike was in the lot and that was that was one of my favorite star wars action figures that i got
1: i i will say also adding to that uh just having kids now and kids that are into some of the action figures it is like reignited the collector side mm-hmm. of me where we especially my son and he's super into again the jurassic park stuff so i i'm just and they have so many so many more crazy dinosaurs that they make now of just like like you know species that you didn't even know existed as a kid and now i'm just like i want to get all of them just just mainly just the collector side of me uh
0: i i always thought like i i used to think about this as a you know, maybe as a teen, I was like, man, if I only had these still in the boxes, you know, these would be worth some someday. And I was like, no, but I wouldn't want to play with them. Like, there's no way I'd want to keep them in the box. I was like, wait, why didn't I just buy two, keep one in the box and open one up and play with one. Yes, so I wondered, I wondered good. if you guys do that, like, cause I don't, we don't know how much there'll be collectors in the future, but do you guys think about that when you buy them for your kids?
1: I don't, uh, mainly just cause I wouldn't want more stuff. <laughs> uh, um, I, there was like a short period of time I think when I was like a teenager and still like c- you know had a job so I was like kind of still buying action figures just for like kind of that little bit of nostalgia um and I think at the time I was buying I would buy them two at a time to keep one in the box and yeah play with one
0: yeah I mean back you know now or going to what I think the future is the last time I went into Toys R Us, they had these, I don't know if they count as action figures, but you could connect them to a video game. Yep. Um, Was it Skyward or some type uh, of... Skylanders. 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 That was yeah. like the next evolution, I thought, right? And I think those were pretty big, weren't they?
1: Those were very big for a while, but they did... Um i don't think they're like nearly as popular anymore like i don't i don't think they have the support of like the video game and stuff anymore Mm -hmm. i'm not positive i could
2: because they were uh uh, playstation the new skylanders game hasn't come out i think it was playstation based because it was based on spyro and it was supposed to be their competition for pokemon and then um so it was wasn't necessarily nintendo was more on sony i think and but then nintendo came out with the amiibos which is the nintendo version where you can get all the different nintendo characters and hook them up to your game and then disney had one for a while but they that didn't really take off
1: yeah the disney one for sure closed and that one was i think from like the a video game standpoint from just i I didn't play any of them but uh from what i've read on like what i read from reviews and stuff like the disney one seemed like the best one and yeah they i think i'm wondering with all of those if it just like thinking about having to support a video game and just the cost of that that would take like i wonder if it got to a point where they just couldn't support it like i know that i know disney shuttered and i'm wondering if even skylanders like i feel like i haven't heard anything about a a new skylanders game so it makes me wonder if maybe sony figured out like it's just not cost effective to kind of do that double that double duty of trying to sell the, the toys while also supporting the video game
0: yeah that's a good point pat actually because i because when i went it was a huge like display and then i talked to my coworkers, and they said their kids loved it
1: yeah i mean skylanders was was gigantic for for a few years for sure mm-hmm. um like same i remember i remember working in a as as like an aide in a school and all, all the kids were you know they, they loved them they were buying them out. up snatching them up like hotcakes you know right that that thing yep. that we all do <laughs> like hotcakes <laughs> All right, guys. Any final thoughts on video games before we move into our uh D character?
0: Well, yeah, I mean I didn't really talk much about video games. I guess I was talking more about action figures. But if you want to talk about video games, we can totally go into that. Why
1: went video games of action figures? Oh
0: um like, Sky,
1: like Skylanders and Disney I'm good. Was it, it Disney Infinite.
0: Yes. Yeah, it was Disney Infinite. Nothing. Cool. <laughs> I want to go play with some action figures.
1: Yeah, I guess that's it, right? Um, let's go into the D and D character of the week. This week's D and D character is Zaga. Zaga. Zaga is an eleven-year-old female orc paladin.
2: Wait, wait, wait. I, I, may I? You may. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Zaga. I am an 11-year-old. I'm an orc paladin. I am the old Ancients, with an urban bounty hunter background. I received my divine insight that sent me on my path. I occasionally receive new visions that guide me. I have also had something important stolen from me. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I aim to steal it back. My flaw? Is that another person who might be in prison for a crime that I committed?
1: <laughs> I'm totally okay with it, too. <laughs> Zaga, you, you don't sound very orcish. You sound very, like, kind of gnomish, or I'm getting, like, some halfling vibes. What's, what's going Part on? Part
2: of my trick is I trick people into thinking I'm a halfling, but I'm really an orc. But
1: I'm only 11 years old. But I can... I mean, I can see you. I can clearly see you're an orc, not a gnome or a halfling.
2: No, I have a a hat of disguise.
1: All right, fair enough. So, what do we that think? It worked. What do we think, Zaga? Like, like a chaotic good? Like, there's she's not...
2: nothing good about her. She wants to. Although she, steal she's, a pal-
1: she's a paladin. She's got to be. Don't oh.
2: have to be good to be a paladin.
1: So then, what? Like lawful bad?
2: There's nothing lawful about her. Someone is in a prison for part, something man. she <laughs> did. I evil
1: no i, neutral, I, neutral? I neutral, neutral, neutral neutral i always
0: i didn't know you could play as like an 11 year old i thought there was a certain age limit to d well, there's, there's also
1: though the differences in how the races age i still i feel like an 11 11
2: is like 86 in human yeah. years yeah <laughs> whoa yeah
1: like I, I feel like the the 11 works so age like, fast yeah
0: so when do they die at 12
1: or no, they, they age slow, Randy. They age slow.
0: Oh, they age slow. Yeah. We age fast compared to them. Yep. Gotcha. We got, it.
1: we got it. All right. So if you're interested, needing a character to play, wanting to go the paladin route, check out Zaga. Give it a whirl. All right. Let's move on to our recommendations of play. Watch, read. Randy, what do you got to play with?
0: Let's play with action figures.
2: I mean... Love it. The best part was always setting up the battle too.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I felt like I I I would always set my battles up very fluidly, like in as the story unfolded, and just
2: so set up the base. We should say
1: okay, we, we, battle.
0: Pat, would you and Chris play against each other? Like I I didn't have anyone to really play action figures with, but would from you
2: guys from time to
1: time? But I feel like not.
2: We would mostly play on the same side. Or like play with the, it wasn't like my figures versus Pat's figures. It was good guys versus bad guys. And we'd each like go back and forth and team up and his guy would get in trouble and then I'd come save him. And then my guy would get in trouble and he wouldn't save me. So then I'd punch him.
1: And then we'd start fighting and wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's when we would mm-hmm. stop
2: playing. And then again. snap the bomb <laughs> off. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. about right. <laughs>
0: uh, I wish I had known you guys back then. We could have all done that together.
1: Randy would just be sitting in the middle while Chris and I were fighting.
0: Just cry. No, I would have made the
1: noises just, of like, you guys fighting. With, you like, the boys it? are fighting again. Yeah. I just want to play action figures. You just on.
2: stay in the corner and take all the good action figures.
1: <laughs> and just go play by yourself. <laughs> all right, Chris, what do you got for us to watch?
2: Watch Invincible premiering tonight at midnight so by the time this is on it's gonna be in amazon prime so give it a whirl
1: nice and read i'll give you something to read check out some of the recaps of this year's game awards and maybe not even just south by southwest but you could check out uh, the video game awards season as well um just again i find them as like nice suggestions of maybe some games you haven't tried or games you've been thinking about um you could typically get a little bit more information on so read up on that all right. Remember, follow us on Twitter at Seabringers. If you have any ideas for the multi strike, you may email us, castbringers at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram. I don't know what that is. Bringers. Is it just, is there an at in Instagram? I don't, I still don't totally I don't know. know. i signed <laughs> in once
2: and never signed out. So I hope we don't ever sign out. <laughs>
1: Anyway, there, an Instagram exists. Well,
2: hey, any of you I'm... castanets out there who follows our Instagram, tell us what our name is.
1: And also, wow. if you haven't been able to tell, maybe we need a social social media manager. If you're interested, <laughs> guys,
2: email. I posted two new Instagrams. Instagrammers. what do you call them? Insters.
1: We still need a social media <laughs> manager. Email us castanets at us two out. Telegrams. Carrier pigeons are also welcome. That'll do it for this week's. Cast bringers, we'll keep on casting. You keep on listening. Casting